Now back to Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right. Welcome back in here. It's just Harrison and I for the rest of the show. Um, said Nicole's out doing uh, fitness activities today. So mm-hmm. she had messaged, oh, they might, eh, I don't know if they're out on their second 5K or not, but she messaged the show a little earlier, um, said they were done with the first 5K. Then they were hanging out um, while one of our other members, Tim's doing a 15-mile uh, bike ride, and then they're going to do a second 5K. So um, one thing I really wanted to talk about is our involvement with um, the Husker Road Race that's coming up July 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a group that we have started. Um, so if you're at all interested in doing this, if you go to um, you know huskers.com and, and get on the Nebraska Road Race, we have created a team page called Fitness Fanatics um, that you can be part of our group. Um, we're going to be getting some some cool matching shirts. Um, so ho- we're hoping to have a big group. We're going to do some training runs when we get closer. So if you're a Husker fan at all, now at the beginning of the show, or when we were with Des Moines, I was talking about how I paid $150. Low price. To go to the Nebraska camp just to meet, go inside the stadium. Because at this point in my life, I'd only been to one game ever. Like um, one Nebraska football game? Yes, when okay. I was that age. Um, and it was the 1994 when, when Nebraska played Pacific. Um, I went as 16-year-old, and and that's the only home game I'd ever been to. So I spent 150 bucks. I got to meet all the coaches. Um, one funny story is I, I met uh, Jay Sims heading out of the, the weight room, and I didn't know it was Jay Sims at the time. I just knew it was a player, and I was like, hey, you think I could get uh, – Tommy Frazier and Lawrence Phillips autographs. And he said, man, they won't even give me their autograph. Like, so <laughs> they wouldn't even give him their autographs, let alone me, you know, so worth the shot. You got to ask, right? Right. So even if you're like not a runner, it's an event that you can walk, um, the, the five K, but if you're a Nebraska fan, which I'm assuming most people that are listening to the ticket, mm-hmm. um, are Nebraska fans. I know we have a lot of people that listen you know, from Iowa friends of ours and stuff like that, that wanted to tune in and listen. Um, last year we had one of our members, um, uh, Jeremy or John Holdifer that lives in Brooklyn, Iowa. He's a cross country coach out there and he took his, um, cross country team and did the 5k. Oh, that's cool. Cause they can do, uh, they can travel to do one 5k a year. So he took his, and there was maybe five or six kids, mm-hmm. um, that came out and, then they went to the Omaha Zoo on the way home. So it was kind of a whole day activity. So hopefully he's doing that again. But, you know, if you're a Husker fan in general, um, it's $35 to do the 5K. And what you get for that, I mean, not only are you doing the 5K, not only does it go to pediatric brain cancer research, um, which is so important that the university has been a part of with that and Team Jack, um, but you get to meet all the players, all the football players are out there. Some of the coaches as well. The coaches, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, Coach Frost was out there last year, did did an introductory speech, um, addressed everybody, addressed the team. Um, you know, so I would assume as, as involved as, as Coach Rule is, and, you know, he will probably be out there. Um, but I know there's been years where the basketball team was out there doing a water stop. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole took a selfie with Coach Hoiberg last year. 
Um, the volleyball players have been out there doing a water stop. So if you're just a Husker fan in general. Um, this is like a, a must attend event in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I don't know why there's not 10,000 runners. I mean, there's, there's usually like six, seven, 800 people that do it, but it's this very intimate, intimate setting as far as player availability. Like last year, you know, our son, son and I were done and we were just walking by the stadium and, and Casey Thompson was standing there and, and I was like, Ben, you, you want to get your picture with Casey Thompson? Of course I did too, you know, but I can use him as the like, Hey, can you take your picture with us? Me <laughs> you just, your and kid. my 16 year old son, not just me as a 45 year old adult, <laughs> you know, that's true. You do need a kid. For oh, those absolutely. Situations, absolutely. It's a little weirder. Yeah. There. Yeah. Uh, but you got it. Now it's at FAU. So if you didn't do it, that you would never have that picture. You wouldn't have right. a chance again. That's right. Uh, shout out to Casey Thompson. I hope he does well at FAU because I really did like Casey Thompson. I'm kind of bummed. Um, he, I don't know who's going to start between him and Sims, but uh, either way, I would have loved to have them both on the roster because um, if you look at last year, or Casey Thompson goes out, the game was. I mean, it was. It felt like it was over. The quarterback play just wasn't. It wasn't deep enough at the time so uh yeah hopefully well, casey thompson does well at fau and, but it would have been great I, to have him and i do have my picture taken with the quarterback that beat iowa hey there you go I that's mean, right he did that for us he yes yes and uh thank you casey thompson Ca- for beating you. iowa <laughs> if you're listening you will always hold a special place in my heart for beating iowa and ending my seven long years of misery so almost did it to wisconsin that. too um, <laughs> right but yeah i mean honestly what casey thompson did for us is like he, he broke down a lot of walls that were just hurting nebraska for so long um it just ended so sloppy you know obviously the whole mickey joseph thing and you move on from that we hear more and more about the frost era mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of negative things but uh luckily we beat iowa T- thompson he did break down a few walls for us that we just haven't been able to get past yep I'm curious to see what the, this next season looks like. I do have next year's football schedule up. I, you know, if we have time here, if we just want to go completely off the rails, because Nicole's not here, so we oh. normally don't get this much time. So we to, get more sports talk. <laughs> yeah, essentially. And uh, you guys can chime in as well. Starter Hammond text line 402-464-5685, as well as streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Uh, but yeah, definitely look at that 5K for Nebraska. What's the date for that again? The date is July 16th. And like I said, you can go to huskers.com. And just search for the the Husker uh, 5K Road Race. Um, if you want to be a part of, um, well, it's basically I would say the Ticket and Fitness Fanatics Ferrell's mm-hmm. um, running group. That would be awesome. Again, there's also a one mile fun run for the kids. And I've talked about this before. If I was a seven, eight, nine year old kid, and my dad would have taken me to this, I would have loved it. I mean, just if you have a jersey. I mean, the players will, will sign the, I mean, they'll sign, they have footballs out there. It is, I mean, it's just awesome. So we're going to talk about this every single show from now until July 16th. As we should. Um, It's only $35 pediatric cancer. Yes. Like it's literally all good things around. Yeah. And all interaction. And this year, something new is uh, normally we started outside of Memorial stadium on stadium drive in between the, the champion center and and the front of the stadium Um, this year. It's starting in the stadium and finishing in the stadium. Mm-hmm. So what was cool for me when I went to that camp was I was walking on Memorial in, in Memorial Stadium on the field, just looking around. So if you're a kid or even I know like our son is really excited. And he's like, well, yeah, obviously I'm doing this, <laughs> you know, because you get it when you finish, you run, 
you I mean you run through the tunnel onto the field and it's like you know just a, a moment of like wow this is really cool because you just soak it all in and you're standing there at the 50 yard line and you look around all the players are there when you're running into the finish all the players are lined up like applauding you high-fiving i mean it's just really a very cool experience so we're hoping to get as many of our listeners as many of our ferals members as possible to join us uh, for that 5k coming up on july 16th and it's the day after my 45th birthday Um, i don't know if that moves me up into a new age category um, that i can be the young the young buck of the maybe 49 to 40 or 45 to 49 age group i don't know not that that'll get me up to the top because (laughs) um but anyway so that's coming up july 15th so please check that out just uh husker road race on huskers.com fitness fanatics is the name of our running group um, so with that, we're going to talk a little sports here to finish up. So Harrison, we, you were wanting to go down the, the Nebraska Kool-Aid drinking schedule. Yeah, I like doing it when it's super far <laughs> away because we can say they're unfinalized, right? We got time to change these because we still don't really know what the roster is yet. There'll be more movement going on, I'm sure. Um, especially, you know, you miss out on Dylan Raiola or Rayola, excuse me. Happy that he went to Georgia. I actually didn't see too much negative comments on social media about Rayola. I saw a few uh, but nothing too bad. I, th- I know a lot of people are talking about that, but I actually thought it was better than usual. I didn't. I didn't see too many people hating well, on it. And I think like now, you know, with with transfer portal, and also, you know, Dylan has a younger brother, yeah, that has a Nebraska offer um, for quarterback as well. So I think most reasonable Husker fans like understand why you go to Georgia. I mean, mm-hmm. in nineteen, well, we just heard Des Moines in here, like. He was offered a 97. I mean, Nebraska just won the national championship, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, so his home school, home state school, Arkansas, with the new coach is is pushing, hey, stay home, stay home, stay home. Well, you know, do you want to stay home uh, with a new coach or do you want to go play for the defending national champions, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so you can't, you can't blame him for that. And I've also heard some stories, you know, come out about how, um, you know, three years ago is when Georgia first offered Dylan Raiola as a freshman. Very, very first offer. Um, you know, and three three years ago, our coach was coaching in Carolina. Yeah. You know, so, um, and if you listen to any of the, you know, the recruiting guys like Mike Schaefer, Sean Callahan, those guys that are on the ticket, um, you know, they'll tell you it's, it's really about developing relationships over two to three years. Um, you know, so George has had that relationship with the same head coach, um, for the last three years where Nebraska hasn't. So it's just, you know, relationships matter. Um, you know, as, and like Des Moines said too, Nebraska was his first offer, mm-hmm. you know, so that means something to kids, um, you know, nowadays. So, but that's okay. We lost out on him, but we in turn got the number one QB prospect in the state of Nebraska, Daniel Kalen, committed mm-hmm. yesterday. Yep, saw that. Um, so what a, you know, before he had committed to Missouri, you know, it was like, and I was always, when whenever the guys talked about that dynamic, I would always just, I thought it was fascinating. Like, you know, yeah, you want to get the best kid in the state, but then you have the number one QB overall. Like, how's that balancing act? You're going to miss out on both. Um, so I think that was very, played like, just a masterful job yeah. by Coach Rule and the staff. Um, the same week that Dylan commits to Georgia, 
Daniel decommits from Missouri and then the next day commits to Nebraska. So that's really cool. It tells you that he's on his feet. You know, he's mm -hmm. working throughout the night watching all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I hope, you know, there's one thing. Some people are saying, why did we even spend so much effort on it? You know, no one, like, did we really think, like, you got to continue, uh, you know, to try to put some bids on to getting those best players. Like, at, at some point in time, you know, especially get your happy on hour with Ricky C. Simmons. He brings a lot of those old Huskers back. And, you know, there's two things I always talk about, you know, why they pick Nebraska. Like you said, A, they're winning, um, and B, it's that, that continuity, you mm -hmm. know, and it takes that relationship through the years. And, you know, once you get a guy, you, they start seeing that. They start seeing the other players, and then you have to land one eventually. It's going to take a while. A lot of times, a lot of it's going to be contingent on this season. You want to start getting big players. You got to start winning big games. But you got to keep bidding. You know, it just takes one player, one big game. Then next season, you got two big players. Um, and that's kind of that foundation. We just unfortunately haven't had that with so well, many coaching changes. And I've always thought, too, like living in Iowa and, and stuff, it's like, you know, you hear, well, Nebraska can't do this. They can't do that. They can't recruit this. They can't recruit that. And you, know, you think about my son, who's 16, he's a sophomore in high school. Um, you know, Nebraska hasn't been to a bowl game since he was nine. Nine years old was the last time they were in a bowl game. The last time they won a bowl game, he was seven. Yeah, seven. Like, what bowl game was that? That would have uh, been, that would have been, been the apt, it would have been against UCLA in the um, like the whatever bowl games played in San Francisco after Mike Riley was five and seven mm -hmm. in twenty fifteen or twenty. Yeah, twenty fifteen. I think is the last time. Okay, I'm trying to think of the Tommy Armstrong uh, bowl game where I almost want to say it was Georgia. Yeah, that was in that same time. Same period. era. Yeah, that's see, isn't that crazy though? We're in that bowl game with Georgia. Yeah, and look at where they are now. Well, and Tommy was the QB mm -hmm. in that. Well, and that was Amir Abdullah's last. Well, no, that was when they played USC. So yeah, they beat UCLA in that in the bowl game in the year that we were five and seven, which was Mike Riley's first year. Um, and you know that year was a. You think the the twenty twenty one was heartbreak central? Um, go back to twenty fifteen and compare those losses to 2021 like that year um it, my dad passed away in in 2014 in march of 20 of 2015 mm -hmm. and i remember thinking like halfway through that season you know i'd be like gosh this, these nebraska games would have given him a heart attack like he would have been so upset because this it started off with byu hail mary that's how we started the mike riley era oh and one then we had lost to Miami in overtime, you know, then we had lost. We, there was a, a Illinois game where we just could have ran the ball, ran the clock up, but we passed. It was incomplete. They scored. Mm -hmm. And then it was the Wisconsin game where they, we had that long touchdown run by our fullback Janovich crowds going crazy. Wisconsin misses a field goal. All we have to do is run the clock out. Can't do it. Have to punt, lose on a field goal. Like all the losses we're just in the final seconds. And it's all versus teams that do the one thing we can never do is when you have the lead, take advantage and eat up clock. I know. And it's I the know Big it. Ten staple. And for whatever reason, Nebraska has just lost that art completely. I don't it, Even, you know, last season, I, I, I saw it a little more with Mickey Joseph as the interim coach. It felt like they were actually doing better at the end of games. Well, um, just trying to bleed clock. But yeah, it's just been, if you can't figure that out in the Big Ten, like, you you cannot afford quick possessions. You're going to be watching Illinois on a seven minute drive if you do that. Well, and I think, um, you know, obviously I don't have really any connections inside the locker room or just for, from watching from afar. You know, um, we my we went to the Illinois game in 2021 where 
so many bad things happen. And after the game, you know, Coach Frost was just, we're snake bit. Uh, I'm just like, I'm watching the same movie, you know. So when, when your leader has that type of attitude, dejected almost, is like he looked just right. worn out and dejected. When your leader is, is thinking something bad's going to happen, but it, you know, and, and all those games that we lost in 2021, if I were to sit down and write a book about it, you would think it's fiction, right? There's no possible way we could lose all these different ways. But, you know, when, especially when, like when we played Michigan, you know, Ben and I were there, you, you were just waiting for something bad to happen. Um, and that stems from the top down. Like when your coach is saying you're snake bit, guess what happens? It's games get close. Everybody on the sidelines, they're all everybody in the stands. I mean, everybody's just waiting for that moment to happen. Georgia Southern was a perfect example of that. You just it, right, you just they just kept scoring, and you're like, I don't. Even though we have the lead right now, right, and they're right there. And then when when uh, you know Coach Joseph took over and Coach Bush took over the defense, like in my mind, it started to shift a little bit. They got better with Bill Bush as they, defensive they, coordinator. Yes, and um, you know with Coach Joseph, like. First, the I mean, you can't. I don't really count the Oklahoma game as the first game because it was just everything was just like, you know, oh, let's try to get everything in five days. I mean, that was just going to happen. Yeah. But the very first game, like, would we Indiana? You know, we had lost 10, 12, 13 games by one score or less, blowing in the fourth quarter. Basically, the first game, it's tied going in the fourth quarter. And Nebraska puts them away and wins by 14. Mm -hmm. The very first game. And then the second game, we go to Rutgers. Down 13-0 at half. And what do we do? Come back. A second fourth quarter win. We had lost like 15 straight games. Yeah. Decided by one score or less. Then we almost did it against Wisconsin, too. We didn't win that one. uh, But, again, like the end of the game management, we actually put ourselves in a shot. We weren't, you know, we weren't shooting it down our leg. Yeah, we no. were, we were had a chance and it just didn't fall our way. But right. we were doing everything in our power. Whereas years past, you'd watch that game and you chalk up a loss already. Right, but, you know, right. we're feeling pretty good about those fourth quarter adjustments. But you and, and right is because our our head guy, Coach Joseph at the time, he instilled confidence. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we're not we're not playing to lose close, right? So he instilled the belief factor in the team that spread down and and even got into the fans a little bit. You know, and some of those losses last year without Casey was like, yeah, we were really close. And, you know, it was like, you know, those are kind of understandable. But just the turnaround um, in the attitude of the team and how hard they played there at the end and and actually closing the deal, like against Iowa, too. Mm -hmm. You're up 24-0. I mean, the last five years, as they got closer and closer, and it's 24-7, it's 24-10. Okay. Then we had a fumble. Now it's twenty four seventeen. Now we're you're just like you're just you're like okay. You just you wait. You're like here we go again. This cannot <laughs> happen, you know. And then the way we played that fourth quarter, you know, Coach Joseph was like, okay, you know, 
we, I feel, have a good feeling we can shut them down. We punted at like the 50 yard line or 45. We're like, why aren't we going for it? You know, it's all of us at home coaches that know everything. Right. The coaches know nothing that are actually, you know, paid to do their job. You can maybe um, name two defensive <laughs> formations and you're telling them what to do. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you doing this? You know, and then we held them and got the win. And so that was three games that we won and, and really, you know, the Purdue game, um, and, and coach Bush comes to, uh, he goes to Farrell's at, over at Meadow Lane. And, you know, I've always wanted to talk to him about this because that uh, take away the Purdue game and, and well, in Michigan, really, I mean, even the defense played really well against Michigan. Yeah, it just was... couldn't do anything offensively, mm-hmm. but that Purdue game, the QB was just making throws where you thought he was Peyton Manning. Like he, I mean, the defense was just perfect, but they were just making throws like in the perfect window. It was just ridiculous. I bet Coach Bush was just like, "What are we supposed to do? Like this is mm-hmm. we're, we're cut. We have these guys covered. It's, it's we're playing great defense, but he's just hitting throws that were just totally perfect." Reminds was, me of that Tanner Morgan game when he was at Minnesota. I want to say it was the year where their entire offensive line was out with COVID. Oh yeah, twenty twenty. Uh, yeah, and but Tanner Morgan. You know, just a guy that no one really thinks of as a good quarterback, just on fire that day. Yeah. <laughs> just and like, then, and it's like, what are we going to do here? And then the, I can't defend why we couldn't stop the run. That was ridiculous. Um, but nonetheless, even that you just have those games every now and then where you got to find a way to stop that quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, just get a guy like that on a couple bad throws. Like, you know, he's not that good. Just throw him out of rhythm. Yeah. And it's just on something, unfortunately we can't do, but we better go to break here. Um, as we talk about Nebraska football, I do want to talk about that upcoming schedule a little bit. It's okay. going to be interesting. Cause we got Minnesota uh, to start off then Colorado. Those are the first two. I really want to talk about just cause Minnesota, a well-known identity that's punched us in the mouth a few years now in a row. And then Colorado an unknown identity kind of going through the same thing as Nebraska on a very different um, style, put it that way. But we'll do that all in the next break or next segment, excuse me, on Fitness Fanatics right here on 93.7 The Ticket.